work long hours, you work often, so many, work by yourself at night, you're going into those rooms, what that means in terms of an exposure to harassment and abuse, or just somebody just acting like a, <laughs> you know how to fill in that blank. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. She's a heartbeat away. And so is Joe Biden. <laughs> it's a dangerous time in America, but, you know, not for the reasons that Joe Biden will give tomorrow at his hate speech. Joe Biden tomorrow will be in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, delivering the hate speech. Hey, uh, we know that we're in election year now. We're officially in 2024. That's a presidential election year. And uh, the Washington Post just this morning broke with the big story. Another COVID wave hits U.S. as JN1 becomes dominant variant. And there's a picture of a storefront with get your COVID vaccine and flu shots and come in and get your vaccines all in one place. And the United States is in the throes of another COVID-19 uptick. Uptick. Generally, you know, they they misuse the word uptick very frequently in the news media. It means a very small, minor increase. But they use it and say, oh, yeah, it's a, you know, a crime is up 90%. There's an uptick, they say. The United States is in the throes of another uptick, COVID-19, cementing a pattern of the virus surging around the holidays and as we come into election years. As doctors and public health officials brace for greater transmission after Americans return to school and work this week. Coronavirus samples detected in wastewater the best metric for estimating community viral activity, suggests infections could be as rampant as they were last winter. Do you remember them being rampant last winter? I don't remember last winter being a particularly difficult year when it comes to the COVID Wuhan, the Wuhan Red Death out of Wuhan, China. That's another great thing we have at the Chris Plant store. We have, I survived the Wuhan Red Death T-shirts and coffee mugs with a bat, with a bat on it. And uh, those are great uh, T-shirts. And if you had and survived the Wuhan Red Death, you know, if you had it and you didn't survive it, you wouldn't probably be listening now. So, But here's the Washington Post starting the panic. Uh, you know, it's just in time for uh, lockdowns, I think. We are looking at a winter of severe illness and death. <laughs> there he is. And uh, to, that wasn't even from the hate speech. Tomorrow, the hate speech, we get the hate speech from Joe Biden. He hates everybody, except for jihadis, the ayatollahs, rioting, looting, leftists. Yeah, so they're looking in the wastewater. What else have we found in the wastewater in the United States? Because the open borders, we've found polio, and we've found uh, all kinds of diseases that we've eradicated from the United States, but now Joe Biden with the open borders and the Democrats. So here it comes. Um, Now we're all going to have to vote from home. It's going to have to be all mail-in ballots. And the Democrats love mail-in ballots because you don't show an ID and they mail them out and you can uh, ballot harvest and and stuff them 
into drop boxes late at night in the dark and go from drop box to drop box wearing surgical gloves. And, and when the video emerges of Democrats doing that, that's not a news story. And it's not um, something law enforcement is concerned about. Isn't that fascinating? It's an interesting country we're creating here, let me tell you. Yeah, and the wastewater samples, we have found all these crazy diseases that had been eradicated, in particular in New York and the wastewater there. Mm-mm, you're a Democrat party, let me tell you. Uh, also, you see the uh, police union put out a, uh, a list of... Uh, of the crimes, you know, they like to say uptick, but the increase is the skyrocketing crime in Washington, D.C., from homicides to carjackings to arson to, uh, and the numbers are just leaps and bounds ahead of where they were in previous years. But uh, last year, absolutely, uh, absolutely crazy numbers in Washington, D.C., if you don't have to come into Washington, D.C., it's a good idea to not come into Washington, D.C. That's a fact. Here it is, the D.C. Police Union. D.C. closed out 2023 with 274 homicides. We're a fairly small city of about 650,000 people. 274 homicides, that's the uh, biggest number in 26 years, more than a quarter of a century, right? Homicides up 35% last year. Carjackings up 109% last year. This is from the police, D.C. Police Union. So homicides up 35, carjackings up 109%. Robberies up 67%. Violent crime up 39%. Car theft up 82%. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And the police union, D.C. police union, points out we are short more than 500 cops because the Democrats defunded the police and demonized the police. And now stores are shutting down because they've been robbed blind. Restaurants are shutting down. The jobs are going away. The Democrats are posting flyers instructing the radicals to loot all of the stores until there's nothing left to loot. They're accusing the stores of being racist, naturally. We're short more than 500 cops, and the responsible policing that used to address this has been prohibited by misguided legislation. You know why? Democrats. Democrats in Washington, D.C. They're pro-crime, they're pro-criminal, and therefore we will get more crime and we'll be get, we will get more, uh, more criminals. And you know, the Democrats put the criminals back on the streets as soon as they're arrested, and that leads to a dispiriting of the police, and then fewer people are arrested, and never mind all that. D.C. Police Union also points out year-to-date homicide totals. This was back in November. I mean, it just it, it goes up New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Seattle, D.C. Never mind, because Democrats, honestly, these people. All right. Um, we have a lot, a uh, lot to get to and, and we have nice people on the phones too. Yeah, it's true. Homicides are apparently down in Baltimore. This is another like lies, damn lies and statistics because it's like, uh, last year, 2023, we had the highest homicide, the greatest number of homicides. 
in 26 years. This year, if that number is down by five, then the media and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, will say, oh, look, homicides are down. Yeah, from a peak year, from you know, like one of the highest years in a century, uh, but uh, never mind that. Oh, yeah, they're down from a peak, from, a, from an extreme high. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Amazing stuff. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Radu. Radu calling from Potomac, Maryland. Radu, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Chris. How are you? Very well. Uh, long time, no, no talk. Anyway, so I wanted to go over a few things. First of all, as you know, one of the biggest uh, and dearest things to me is immigration because I'm a legal immigrant into this country, and I always like to emphasize legal because I came to this country the way about 100 million people have come to this country over the last 100 years, legally. That means that my parents went to the American embassy in Romania, and they applied to immigrate, and we were fingerprinted, and we were interviewed, and we had to fill out paperwork numerous times. And after three and a half years, we got the visa to immigrate. But wait, now you get put on a waiting list, because there's quarters of how many people are supposed to come to this country from different parts of the world, which is normal, which is the way it should be. So four and a half years after that, our number came up. So eight years after we applied, we immigrated to this country legally. All right. Seven years after that, we became American citizens. That was about 45 years ago. Anyway, so me as a legal immigrant, I am very anti-illegal immigration. And I think every single illegal immigrant should be thrown out of this country. And I don't care what you call them. I don't care what acronym you use. I don't care if it's DACA or DREAMers or whatever else you want to call them. Every single one of them should be thrown out of this country. And then they all should come to this country through the same process me and 100 million other people have gone through legally. All right. And then also, when you talk about immigration, before I move on to my next topic, is, uh, you know, you had almost 8 million people that came to this country illegally under the leadership, or I should say, not, no leadership of Joe Biden. And people complain when uh, Abbott buses 30,000 people to New York City uh, over the last couple of years, a city of 16 million people. Where do they expect these 8 million illegals to stay? All in Texas and Arizona? Where, where do the Democrats think they should stay? Or only in Texas and Arizona? It's, it's such a uh, ridiculous thing. Anyway, moving on to this thing with Donald Trump and the insurrection and the fact that he's off two ballots, Colorado and Maine. So I thought in America you're innocent until proven guilty. Well, that's if you're not Donald Trump. Uh, because if you're Donald Trump, even though you were not charged with insurrection yet, even though you did not go to trial, even though you were not found guilty, they find reasons to take you off the ballot because of insurrection. Isn't that amazing that that happens in America? I'll tell you, the America that I came to 45 years ago does not resemble the America of today. Uh, we on, on, thankfully, I'm very close to retirement. I'm a few years away from retirement. I have a house in the mountains on the West Coast, and I try to spend more and more time out there. And when I'm going to retire, I'm going to move there because it's a town of about 3,000 people, and there's probably more bears than there are people over there. <laughs> and, and 
I don't want to see people anymore because <laughs> I've lived in New York City for 32 years and I've lived in the D.C. area for the last 14 years in big cities with millions of people. And, and you know, the young generation, I, I raised two, two very young, nice young men who are 29 and 27, respectively, have good jobs, they have families. But right now, me and my wife and my two gigantic St. Bernards, are looking forward to moving to the mountains because I am not. Uh, unfortunately, we we are heading the wrong direction. I'm going to shut up right now. If you have any questions, <laughs> if not, I'm just going to hang, hang up and listen to you. Uh, you're great, Radu. I was uh, I was uh, very happy to see your name on the big board. Uh, great to hear your voice. Uh, you're not alone in uh, your concerns. Uh, I can guarantee you that. And uh, I don't want you to move away, but I understand going to a mountain and uh, bears and a small number of people. I get it. It can be very frustrating and it's exhausting because the left is here. And you said the country that we're living in now does not resemble the country that you immigrated to uh, more than 40 years ago. And I understand that completely, too. And Redu, you escaped uh, the, you know, the Eastern European, the, the hobnailed boot of the communist state and and you came to the United States, and and what we're watching now, Radu, is the hobnailed boot of the left, isn't it? Well, that's what it is. And, and you know, I remember the only thing, I don't admire him, but the only thing I respected about uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, and I can't stand him, is that he always told you he was a socialist, you know, but nobody else did. Right now, more and more people are telling you they're proud today that they are socialists. And some even tell you that communism is great. And, and for somebody that's lived under it, and we came away from it, to see that change, to see the younger people who believe, oh, yeah, socialism is great. We should, you know, take, uh, uh, you know, from the rich and give it to the poor and everybody should be equal. And, and, and I say to myself, I've worked since I came to this country at the age of 15. I got a job within one week, and, and I've always worked until now. And, you know, you don't have that anymore. Nowadays, the people don't, are not interested in working hard anymore. You know, oh, this person came very wealthy. Instead of saying, okay, let me work just as hard and see, have a, have a great idea like Bill Gates did and become a billionaire. Right. Oh, no, he's wrong. Let's take his money away. Right. It's sad. Very sad. Yeah, the left took over the schools. And uh, Radu, my friend, I'm really happy to hear your voice. You're, uh, you're right about everything. Uh, and, uh, you know, I need to buy you a beer someday. You know, we need to run into you. Uh, but uh, thank you for calling in. Great stuff. Escaped communism, came to America. Concerned about what the left has been able to do to destroy America. They're, they're still working on it. Um, I think that we've engaged the battle now at long last. Uh, Donald Trump, who um, I'm concerned about every single day, needs to get back into the White House, and we need to start getting back on, uh, on track. Oh, speaking of which, I've got this uh, remarkable moment with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy being uh, accosted by a radical left-wing Washington Post fraud pretending to be a reporter, a left-wing radical named Merrill Cornfield. I've got that for you coming up. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now, a nice listener, a nice listener sent me a fun sign that uh, we just got yesterday. It's a metal sign, and uh, it's very professional. It's, uh, what would you say, about a foot by 18 inches, and notice, it says, notice, this is a work-free drug place. This is a work-free drug place. It's a professional metal sign. Uh, Very nice. Very well done. Excellent sign, I've got to say. Um, And uh, it's got a marijuana leaf in the middle of the O for the work-free drug place. It's a turn of phrase that I use from time to time uh, because I live in Washington, D.C., and uh, we're more and more becoming that that work-free drug place because, well, the Democrat Party. That's the that's the actual answer. The Democrat Party. They're quite mad, you know. They're not normal. They're not well. They uh, they shouldn't be allowed to. Oh, a lot of things. Mm-mm-mm. I know I have the letter here somewhere from the nice person that sent the work-free drug place sign, but I can't find it because I've stacked up too many papers over here today. Too many Democrat Party uh, crazy things today. Well, well, well. All right, let's go to, uh, let's, speaking of crazy Democrats, because, you know, they're on the loose. They're everywhere. You can hardly keep track of all of them. But let's go to our Alejandro Mayorkas. You know, about um, 60, 64 Republican members of Congress went to our southern border yesterday to um, visit. No Democrats went because the Democrats are not on our side. There it is. It's from Matt Marr. Matt Marr. M-A-H-E-R. Like Bill Marr. But it's not Bill Marr. From uh, Matt Marr. And that's uh, very nice. The, uh, the uh, good stuff. Happy New Year's in Lutopia. Lutopia. Very nice. Um, and Alejandro Mayorkas, who is now on the short list for impeachment in the House of Representatives... The Republicans, the Speaker of the House, they say they're going to get to impeaching Alejandro Marquez, the DHS secretary, lickety-split, as Chaz Bono likes to say. Yeah, I like the big sign. Notice this is a work-free drug place with the pot leaf on the thing. From Matt. Where is Matt? I hadn't read the whole letter here. Matt in, in Florida? Matthew... Florida is sunny all year long, isn't it? Florida is sunny all year long. Yeah, yeah. And Brother Sean, Brother Sean. You bet. Fun letter, too. Thoughtful, uh, thoughtful letter. Now that I've gotten to it, now that I've found it, all right, uh, let's get to the, uh, oh, yeah, I've got an update on the uh, terrorist attack in, uh, we got a, a bit of audio, too, with this. The terrorist attack in Iran yesterday where two bombs blew up, and who knows how many people, 84 or 103, or the numbers are all over the place because it's Iran, and, you know, the Ayatollahs are in charge. 
But uh, it turns out that ISIS, the Islamic State, has taken credit for uh, the terrorist attack at the Qasem Soleimani event at the Martyrs Cemetery in Iran yesterday. Two bombs, two explosions, whole bunch of dead people. And um, the, uh, the, the, well, this is what it sounded like in Iran. And, and again, keep in mind, this is the Islamic State claims responsibility for deadly blast at ceremony for a slain Iranian commander. General Qasem Soleimani is a terrorist, of course. And uh, now the Islamic State, ISIS, taking responsibility. Uh, the latest numbers are 84 dead, 284 injured, but they will continue to be all over the place because it's Iran. And what did the Iranians do yesterday? After the blast, they came out and chanted this. No one has claimed responsibility for today's blasts in Iran. ISIS has carried out terror attacks there before. But tonight, crowds in Iran chanting death to Israel and death to America. They're chanting death to Israel and death to America because ISIS, a radical Islamic jihadi terrorist group, blew up a bunch of Iranians who were celebrating the murderous life of the now thankfully deceased General Qasem Soleimani of the Islamic Re- Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC. And um, so they chanted death to Israel, death to America, because their, their cousins are blowing them up. The, uh, the world is in a very bad place now. If we only had a president of the United States, that'd be, that'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Unfortunately, we've got Joe Biden living in the White House. Even his wife knows she's a joke, knows he's a joke at this point. Uh, All right, let's go to, uh, speaking of jokes, Alejandro Mayorkas. Alejandro Mayorkas. He is uh, a disgrace to Cuban-Americans. He is a disgrace to immigrants. Uh, Radu, who we were just talking to a little while ago, old friend of the show from my earliest days on the radio, from Romania, escaped communism, knows what it's all about. Wonderful American a uh, wonderful immigrant, and Radu is what this country is all about, uh, bringing in great people from around the world, a million a year that we take in legally. But the Democrat Party, we had, again, in the last three months of last year, we had more people come illegally into the country across our southern border alone, a number greater than the population of a number of our states, just in three months. And the Democrats are here to destroy America. This is the fundamental transformation of America. They are not on our side. Just saying. Now, the, uh, the idiot, Alejandro Mayorkas, he was on with his pals on MSDNC yesterday, and uh, they said, well, gosh, what about the border, all the things going on at the border? There are a few people coming because MSDNC is just filthy, corrupt, and Democrat Party shills. And Alejandro Marcus actually came up with this whopper. This is one that they peddle because they're deranged. Migration, the challenge of displaced people, is a subject that comes up in every single conversation. Uh-huh. We have the effects of climate change, poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism, the very many challenges that are at the root cause of the displacement of people around the world. The root cause of climate change, poverty, but I I thought socialism was a utopia. Venezuela went full socialism, right? 
they're socialists, and yet people are fleeing like the place is on fire. Maybe there's uh, you know a new strain of the Wuhan Red Death. Maybe, but it's uh, climate change and authoritarianism. Well, we've got growing authoritarianism here. The Democrat Party is using a corrupted FBI, a corrupted Justice Department, and other corrupted government agencies, our intelligence community corrupted by the left, and Communist Party voter penitentiary-faced John Brennan. You know, if you're fleeing authoritarianism, don't come here. You're not getting away from it. And climate change, because climate change. Now, again, this, uh, with, these people are fleeing countries where a lot of us go on vacation. I, I've been to Ecuador on vacation. Panama, the, what do they call the Northern Triangle? They come up with these ridiculous labels. Been to most of these countries on vacation. But it's climate, climate change, authoritarianism, poverty. We've got growing poverty here. You know why? Because millions of poor people are coming into the country illegally. And then we got this idiot in New York who, I, uh, for a moment at least, I had some hope that Eric Adams, a former police officer himself, would be a good mayor of New York City, but I was wrong. I was overly optimistic. And Eric Adams was on with Wolf Blitzer on CNN yesterday. And well, you see this guy who works for CNN that said he's a leftist who's anti-Israel, says he was fired from his job being Santa Claus at a store because of his anti-Israel position. I was like, well, you're a radical leftist, a hate-filled, genocidal anti-Semite. Just be happy with your job at CNN. You found a home. Really, we don't need uh, anti-Semite Santa Clauses anyway. But uh, here's Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. He's a Democrat. He was on CNN with Wolf Blitzer. And they're attacking Governor Greg Abbott because a few of the illegal aliens that have spilled across our southern border into Texas and Arizona and New Mexico and California, just a few of them have been sent to New York. A, a, a comparatively tiny number have been sent to New York. And uh, listen to the use of the, the, the language, the, the hyperbolic language. Have you been outsmarted by the Texas governor, Greg Abbott? Outsmarted. Uh, no, anyone who has a diabolical mind would do diabolical things. Diabolical. To just treat people in an inhumane way. To just treat people in an inhumane way. And Wolf Blitzer said, have you been outsmarted? What, what, is, what is he trying to, is it a chess game? Is it, uh, what do you mean outsmarted? It's uh, New York is a sanctuary city. California is not a sanctuary state. Democrat, Democrats. Democrats are sanctuary uh, liars. And so they get a few, just a few. This is the stuff that falls off the edge of the table. And uh, do you get outsmarted? What? Well, I didn't realize I was jousting with uh, outsmarted. What kind of a crazy question is that? And then he's diabolical? Diabolical? Is that is that it? Now he wants to apparently use the force of government to prevent uh, bus companies from participating because the Democrats are just authoritarian in in their thinking today. We handle over 164,000 migrants and asylum seekers, and we're doing it in a humane way. Right. We're very clear that we're going to continue to adjust as the governor of Texas carry out these actions to make sure that we send a very clear, loud message. No bus company should be participating in this action. We're going to communicate with our partners in this region 
and make sure that we tell them they should file the same level of executive order uh, to stop this from taking place. Uh, executive order by the mayor to uh, have private bus companies be prohibited from going to New York. Sig Heil, Maroon, honestly. And that's the humanitarian thing, to keep them from coming to New York. It might be actually less likely to be thrown in front of a subway train and murdered or stabbed or shot to death because New York is so dangerous. So it might be more humane to keep them from going to New York. Uh, No, anyone who has a diabolical mind would do diabolical things. Diabolical mind do diabolical. You're a sanctuary city. You're an arrogant, posing, posturing leftist who pretends that you're morally superior because you're a sanctuary city. And now you think you can use an executive order to keep buses from going into New York? These are private companies. And uh, the humane thing is to, what, leave them in New Jersey? (laughs) These people, can I tell you? I, uh, you know, there is, uh, (laughs) there are so many... So many things. Now, the, I guess, transitioning, is there gender transitioning? Uh, President of Harvard University, Claudine Gay, she wrote a piece in the New York Times which uh, claims that she's a victim of some kind. What just happened at Harvard is bigger than me, she says. That's the headline. And she goes on, and it's about racism, and everybody's a racist except her. She's just an anti-Semite, which is being a racist, by the way. And she's a serial plagiarist, and her academic credentials are not up to snuff. And it becomes clear as time passes that she was chosen to be president of Harvard in the shortest search in modern times for any president of Harvard. It's clear that they did not review her academic products, limited though they may be, that they did not review them for plagiarism, for example, because there are now uh, more than 40 and I think even more than 50 allegations, accusations of plagiarism on her part. And she says, it's bigger than me. I believe that's true. It is bigger than you. It's about... It's about the left and all of the corrupt practices that the left has inflicted upon all of us across the United States of America. It's about diversity, equity, and inclusion, which the Reverend Al Sharpton actually mentioned in his radical extremist racist statement yesterday defending Claudine Gay. Uh, He's like, oh, this is an attack on, on DEI, on diversity... Uh, equity and inclusion. And, uh, you know, on some level, they're not wrong about that. It's about time normal people stood up against the racists. Yeah, well, good good luck with that one. You know, diversity, equity, inclusion, of course. And and then you've got the other practices that, uh, that they have uh, critical race theory, for example, which holds that all white people are oppressors, uh, although we give you electricity, don't we? And, uh, you know, uh, medical uh, care. We, we invented all that. Um, you like your phone? We're going to take it away. Uh, but uh, never mind that. The um, the division, exclusion, and indoctrination, all right? 
That's uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, they call it. I always, uh, for a long time now, been reversing that. I see other people doing this and say, I call it diversity, inclusion, and equity because uh, that's die. Uh, die America is their program. Uh, division, indoctrination, and exclusion. And this is about all of that. It is about more than just you, Claudine Gay. But you are now the poster child for diversity, equity, and inclusion because you were chosen not because of your academic credentials, not because of your academic work, not because you didn't plagiarize practically everything that you ever wrote because you did plagiarize practically everything that you ever wrote, but you were chosen. And she says, I was fired because I was black. No, but you could argue that you were hired because you were black and because you're a woman and they paraded you around. Like, you remember when they had... uh, you know, our Cherokee Indian, Focahontas, uh, you know, the senator from Massachusetts claiming that she's a Cherokee Indian. And Harvard hired her and trotted her around as, a, as their example of Native American professor on campus. It was all a lie, right? And then was found out, and they just shrug and say it's no big deal. And then they hire Claudine Gay, who doesn't have the ac- academic credentials uh, to be president of Harvard or pretty much any place else. And she has a long history of plagiarism. And then the anti-Semitism thing and her failure on Capitol Hill. And by the way, the white woman who was the president of the University of Pennsylvania was forced to resign long before you. Was that because you were black too? Is that is that why that happened? And now the president of MIT should go also for her performance on Capitol Hill. But uh, all of this is about... now. And you know what it reminded me of this morning? It reminded me of... The diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, Joe Biden hire for the United States Supreme Court, who was asked during the confirmation hearing, what is a woman? And she couldn't answer the question. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. She can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word "woman" is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition. Senator Marsha Blackburn and Katanji Brown Jackson, and that was about diversity, equity, and inclusion as well. That's about choosing people for important positions for all the wrong reasons, and it is a rampant and disturbing practice that the left has trotted out because of their white liberal guilt, because they're the party of the KKK, the Democrats, and the Confederate States of America and Jim Crow. So they go around calling everybody else racist while they spread anti-Semitism everywhere. Then they hire people who are really not qualified for the positions like Katanji, the Supreme Court justice who doesn't know what a woman is, Katanji Brown-Jackson, and Senator Blackburn, Marsha Blackburn, nailed her on that. And uh, yeah, it is bigger than you. And it's about time we all stood up to this BS that you people have instituted and you act as though this is perfectly normal. It's not. It's racists. It's segregationists. You know, they have black-only graduations on college campuses, Hispanic-only graduations on college campuses, gay-only graduations on college campuses, which I think is everybody at this point, isn't it? And, um, yeah, you're right, Claudine Gay, finally at long last. I wonder who she plagiarized this from. It is bigger than you. 
It's about social injustice inflicted on all of us by all of you. And then you naturally cry racism when you're forced out of your position, ignoring the fact that the white woman at the University of Pennsylvania was forced out before you for fewer and less egregious offenses, although she still couldn't answer the anti-Semitism on campus question. She was gone long before you, and she was driven out for a lot less. And she's white, just by the way. Must be because she's a woman, I guess. My papa had high cheekbones, like all of the Indians do. And I want to go to uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who was in Iowa yesterday and was accosted by a corrupt Washington Post reporter who pretends to be a journalist named Merrill Cornfield. Cornfield, you know, like that Twilight Zone episode. And, uh, and Vivek was having none of it. Will you condemn white supremacy? Because somebody who said something that you've never met, uh, and I'm going to hold every Republican's feet to the fire because she's a corrupt... Here's uh, Meryl Cornfield of the Washington Post and Vivek Ramaswamy. You didn't say that you condemn white supremacy. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And you guys should stop practicing it uh, from anti-Semitism to black racism to the law, soft bigotry of low expectations from Harvard to the Washington Post. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. The reality is I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. Yeah, it's you guys, just by the way. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord! We get it! They have chemistry! Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.